Lua's Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... I'm John. Hey, Johnny Bones. How's it going? It's uh, going great. Oh, good. So, how is your night going? How is the tonight in the jungle? How is it going? Well, there's a lot of sleeping lions about. Ooh. We're just going to dive on in. Dive on in? This is exactly what I want to talk about. We start off with Dex at the grocery store, and it's... I like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm charmed by all of this, yeah. but it really does feel like Dexter's like, yeah, this will be my motif for the episode. <laughs> what, what are you, you going to be today, Dexter? I'm going to be a lion and compare everyone weirdly to animals. I'm very charmed by it, but from a, as a, from a TV standpoint, but from a human standpoint, just weird. It, it is a little weird, right? When he's walking around the grocery store. They offer me because I'm the Lion King or whatever. And you're like, just, just, just. all right. And the lioness is looking at the cub diapers. I like it, but it does feel like they got the name first oh, and yeah. then worked backwards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. De- it turns out Dex lists his grocery lists alphabetically. It's, it's the nerdiest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. Like, honestly, my dope's brain is going off now. I'm like, motherfucker, what is this? This guy's. Is- does that fucking weird morgan but i love that rita's charmed by it oh yeah no, that's why they're the wonderful together <laughs> it's so cute well and i love the kids going off and getting the, the like you know part of the shopping list too they're they're all helping out they're parenting right that's how that's how you do it when you have kids just go let them do it although that is a good sign of parenting yes you don't want to let them go all the way on their own don't let them go wild in the jungle Okay, there's creeps out there there are there's weird we all saw the jungle book there's we you, if you need to see what happens to a child alone in a jungle they're gonna get captured by a snake they're gonna get stomped around by elephants there's probably a one-eyed tiger and that's not a euphemism going after him. you can be friends with bill murray okay we're, we're going the remake of, of jungle book i gotcha i gotcha there the downside to letting your kids go get groceries though is when you walk around the corner and see them talking to a full-grown man who is way too too much eye contact. Oh, way too like much very eye intense. contact. Yeah, Dexter spots a predator right away. Yeah, and Dex gives him a look that, good lord, if looks could kill. Seriously. As they leave the store, Dex takes down the license plate, uh, which I had already started typing. Oh, he pulls out his camera phone because it's a dumb camera phone. And then it wasn't even a dumb camera phone. It was pen and paper. It's back in it's the olden days. The 1700s, maybe. Good Lord. <laughs> Who just carries pen and paper? Oh, because he had the grocery list. Oh. There it is. Oh, I hate it. Also, he had a grocery list that he wrote down on a piece of paper. I don't remember the last time I did that. I just wrote it on my phone. He's old. <laughs> no, the show is old. Back at the precinct, Masuka is passing out forensic quarterlies for to everyone, and he even posted noted his article. He posted noted and signed it. Yeah, well, autograph. I but apologize, it, yeah. but if you want something a little more personalized, Quinn, I am more than happy to write down an inscription for you. Back at the kitchen, they're all getting their coffee, and Batista's talking to Deb and Quinn. Deb can't find Tegan. Quinn can't find Freebo, and Quinn kind of tries to bond with Dex a little bit and it doesn't work. He does not reciprocate at all. Miguel Prado shows up and Batista, oh, oh, he takes her shirt off and starts pointing 
at all directions of the precinct and just saying, all right, we got to get a 2840 down on the precinct immediately. Ramos, get down to the park and get handle that situation. You know, he just starts going for it and throwing everybody at work. Is he, he remembers he's a boss and he's like, oh, blah, blah, straightens, straightens his tie and straightens up his hat. And like, oh, get to work. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> LaGuardia meets up with Miguel and he thanks her. He's like, thank you so much for introducing me to Dexter. He's awesome. Also, on like a totally other side note, just we should stop looking for Freebo. Like, thank you for Dexter and uh, thank you for your help, but we don't need to look for Freebo. I mean, it's been like three days. It's a day too long, LaGuardia. Yeah, and LaGuardia's like, no, again, for like the fifth time this season. No, Miguel, we We've got this. Right? Relax. So Miguel uh, comes over to Dex and is like, hey, come join me for for drink beers. And Dex is like, I don't know if Rita would really ah, want No, no, no. The wives have already talked to each other. The plans are set. Ugh, I've been in that situation before. <laughs> yes, he has. Batista tells LaGuerta that Miguel hasn't talked to his Chicky Hines witness. Oh. And LaGuerta's like, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm gonna. Also, let's just finish that arc off now. Miguel yeah. doesn't talk to him. No. Wins the court case. Ellen Wolf comes in and is like, he's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. That's it. That's all. We can be done with that. So, but guess what? <gasps> what? The reason we have to be done with that is because there's another skinning victim. <gasps> and it's it's Freebo. It's, hey, it's not. And it, Freebo did not do that. The no, look no. on Miguel's face was too calm. For that to happen, because I don't think that Miguel got it. He never saw the body. No. I'm sure Miguel could have tested the shirt if he really wanted to. Sure. But it just feels like I don't know if I would trust Dexter if I was in Miguel's situation, especially if, like, the next day they're like, oh, Freebo's back. Right? They get to the second skinning victim. Woo! And it's Javier, that little uh, boy pimp. That you... The little boy pimp. Yeah, the pimp boy. I'm a pimp boy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, now he has um, half of his chest yeah. uh, is missing. Yeah, they went they went hard on, on him there. Yeah. Um, you can full muscle there. It was... Oof. Masuka considers cannibalism, and he gets <laughs> that typical, like, rolling of the eyes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe it is. I mean, granted, you would think it's more than just a piece of skin. But still, cannibalism makes sense to me. Good. Quinn canvasses the bikini ladies as Deb takes the tree trimmers. Uh, she talks to George and Mario. And Mario immediately is like, what? Like scratching his neck, like looking around. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't know who he's talking about. I, don't, yeah. I just keep my eyes on my work. Like, don't, even, don't even worry about it. This so, guy's sus. He's suspicious. Deb wants to get a beer. And he's like, I can't. Rita's pregnant. And she's <gasps> like, oh, my God. A motherfucking roly-poly chubby cheeked shit machine. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> It is my favorite way to describe a baby. I think that's the only way to describe a baby. <laughs> Motherfucker. That makes sense because it fucks up the mom. Roly-poly. Okay. Yes. Chubby. Cheeked. Shit machine. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. But she's so excited. She's going to be Auntie Deb. It's going to be good. Yee. So we get to Rita's house where we learn more that pregnancy is the worst. And Shocker. Rita is looking forward to see Syl. It's only been a little bit, but they, they bonded quick and deep. Yeah, well, they, they're, they're clearly talking to each other, like, you know, separate from, from the boys. So that's nice. Dex, Friendship. Rita asks Dex about his family history and what he knows. 
And he's like, my mom was eaten by a chainsaw. I killed my brother. My brother killed my father. I killed my father, kind of. Yeah. Like, he goes through the whole list, and it's a pretty crazy family. So, yeah. all of the men becoming uh, father jokes aside. Yes. You, you do really see Dex's struggle with, ah, oh, this, this didn't turn out well last time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's really good that he's being cautious and apprehensive a little. Rita is like, you'd make a good dad if you wanted, so cool. Again, Rita has been ridiculously cool throughout has- this whole thing been super cool like i'm i'm very proud of her for like being very strong and like not not in a way that i feel like season two yes yes where like you see the cracks it's no she's got a solid foundation she's not smoking anymore she's she's a confident person and she's like look i can confidently do this with or without you yeah and of course i'd love for you to be there but you certainly don't have to and i love it woman power let's celebrate by smashing crabs on uh, what the cultural festival. Yeah, I felt I liked this is the first kind of woosy woosy thing that was pretty cool. And yeah. uh, since the pilot episode with the crab smashing, it was like a festival. Like, yeah, like a, it's a very very cultural event, and it looks like a lot of it fun. Looks like so much fun. Like all of the food and all yeah. of the shops, I actually legitimately want to go. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, Rita and Syl discuss Dexter's reluctance if you will yes and miguel's like hey my best friend dexter meet my only alive brother ramon and the guy's like oh so you're you're dexter you're the guy that uh miguel won't shut up about is this this what it's about yeah anyway ramon's a dick yes he seems like a good guy but he's a dick like i get i get some dokes vibes from him yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. He's extremely strong-willed and uh, very single-minded. And extremely bald. Yeah, that, too. And, yes, he, he's, he's, a, he's a bit aggressive. A little bit. Comes off strong. Miguel takes Dex away, and he gets free beer because he's awesome. Yes. We all love Jimmy Smiths. That's right. I'd give him free beer every day. Dex has mixed emotions about being a dad, and Miguel is like, that's cool. Let's talk about Freebo. Um <laughs> And again, I don't think Miguel pushed enough and he believed way too easily because he's like, he is dead, right? And Dex is like, dude, seriously? He's dead. And Miguel's like, all right, okay, I believe you. I'm like, that's a very nice, you're quick. I wouldn't. I need to see the body, which we'll get to. Back at Dexter's apartment, Dex looks up the Cheerios guy from the store and it's Nathan Martin, that sex offender. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that sex offender. What a dick. Well... Okay. Knock, 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 knock. Miguel shows up for a drink. With a fresh bottle of rum. He's... Oh, that's a good friend. Right? Uh, and it's very Brian from season one. When You're... he shows up to get advice about Deb. Super, super right. I didn't, I didn't connect that. I like Everybody that. wants to bond with Dexter. And guess what? Honestly, if... This person was real, and there was a beer, and it wasn't weird that he had a show on Showtime. Yeah. You know, and I was an, I was an ADA <laughs> looking uh-huh. for a friend. Yeah. I might show up, too. I, I definitely would. And they bond. They bond. They bond over being men. They, they bond do. over over their daddy issues. Miguel is very animated this whole time, and he does get more animated the more he drinks. And I, I love, love it. him. Yeah, um, yeah we, we talk about Miguel's past, how he was five when he came over, and his boat sank, like, offshore, and his parents had to bring him. Miguel, like you said, has daddy issues like Dex. He's like, I was a failure. I could never measure up. And Dex, 
again, as you said, Bonds as well, being like, yeah. my dad was disgusted by me. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, but your dad is stupid. Right? He's like, not, not to speak ill of the dead, but he was an idiot. Ridiculous. I love Dexter being like, I've never told anyone that. Like, Deb, Rita, and Miguel's immediately like, they're not like us. The pressure of being a son. And speaking of sons, they toast to Oscar. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, God, they drink a lot. They think they drink about a quarter of the bottle. Yeah. And no chasers, no mixers. No, they and just I was like, go wow, for it. Wow, that's bold. I don't, I can't drink well. <laughs> and it, my, one of my biggest fears is being in like a business meeting or with like some really cool like Jimmy Smiths and Michael C. Hall type guys, and we're having a fun time, and then they like give me just a bottle of rum, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't want to. Do you have Coke? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a. Uh... It's it's Michael Scott in the office. He's like, get like, some Splenda. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, exactly. That's that's us. Yeah, we uh, no. To, to Mister Iacocca and his <laughs> invention, the DeLorean. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, yeah, and well, and this is the point where Miguel starts suggesting, hey, we need to dump Freebo's body. We need to give everyone some closure on this. Ooh. And Dex is like, the body's gone. I put it into garbage bags. I It's chopped up. It's in the ocean. I can't tell my best friend that now. <laughs> but I will show you where the body is, which oh. is questionable. Because yeah. how does he do that? Uh, Deb meets up with Anton. And he's mad she just drops by. Uh, she pushes Anton in the bathroom. Things escalate. He lights a joint to piss her off, and she arrests him. Yes. Yeah. They they were both being a little dickish, yeah. but I understand all of the all of it. Dex goes to the hospital to check himself out, and in the middle of the MRI machine, he daydreams. And I love his, his dream of, uh, hair, of Ghost Harry being like, look at that brain. That's a weird brain, Dexter. What about this brain? That's... Also, a weird brain, Dexter. He's like, hey, Dexter. why are you telling me this? Because, Dexter, watch this. They're the same brain. <gasps> and, yeah, it, again, not to do too many office uh, quotes, but, it, again, it's Pam with Creed when she's trying oh, yeah. to get him to find the difference between the two pictures. They're the same picture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's what, he, what Harry was doing with MRI scans. Ah, the more daydreamy Harry. I like this Harry. I love it. And I like this Dexter because he had this in the his, the back of his pocket. Remember in season two uh-huh. when they find his, do you remember when they found all of his bodies in season two? I do recall. Okay. okay. So yeah. at that point, Dex is like, I need something different and then just kind of chooses a different part of the ocean. Yeah. Which just works and great. But I like that he had this in his back pocket of a cemetery. <gasps> yes. That's a good, that's good. It's genius, and Miguel thinks so too. <laughs> it's like that thought out. It's a it's a really good second place. Um, in that I like that the ocean does just take them to the ocean, and mm-hmm. this is risky because the body would still be there. Yes. Uh, Neil Perry style, like kind of buried out on the porch. Yeah. So I don't love that, but it is a nice. It's great for Miguel, and yeah, Miguel's like I want to dig up the body, and Dex is like Let's not. That's yeah. that's that scene. And Miguel also feels guilty and wants to steer the police in the right direction, which I like that. I like to see, I I know he's an ADA, he's already a good guy, but I like seeing Miguel show his his, his, uh, moral fortitude. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, and it was it was Dexter going like, "Well, why is that our problem?" Yeah. And Miguel's, "Cause we well, can... because justice isn't being served." And Dexter's like, "Oh yeah, no, totally. I, oh, me too. Right? I oh, get that entirely." Oh yeah, I I work for the police department. Yes, yes, that's that is important to me too. Dex goes to the beach all the time, and guess what? I would too if I lived near a beach. Hell yeah! But Rita again tries to coax Dexter into talking about the baby. Doesn't work. So they get up to leave to go to yoga. And Dex notices Nathan Martin, that pedophile, taking pictures directly of Aster. And, okay, so I made fun of the whole lion sleeps tonight motif. Yes. And I stand by it, even oh. though it is cute and I am I'm, I'm, uh, charmed by it. Yes. I will say, in a land of predators, the lion never fears the jackal. Oh! That's a good one. That's good. Oh! I love that line. So good. At Rita's yoga class, this is the worst moment of Dexter's life. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, I have I have taken John to yoga classes before. This is, I think, an exact <laughs> reenactment <laughs> of me and John in a yoga class together. It's not far off. <laughs> it was the line... Be as beautiful as the golden flakes of dust, Dexter. That Dexter responded with, I could probably kill her before anyone realized. Oh my god, I I empathize with that. John Watch, I get it, but fuck. (laughs) So this is the where uh, Dex gets to have a nice moment with Rita, and he gets to send all of his positive intentions to the baby, and he's not good at it, and Rita sees it. So, But she kind of tries to help him out a little little bit. bit. And it's, yeah, it's really sweet to see her so understanding that, like, it's, yeah, this is, this is a big deal. Back at Deb's desk, she gets frustrated and tells Dexter that maybe she needs to just put Tegan's face on milk cartons, which gives Dexter an idea that we'll circle back to. Yes. And Quinn comes in, and he's like, why did you lock up my CI? And he tattles on Deb to Angel, and it backfires, but then Angel's like, eh, let him out, it's fine. (laughs) So good. Dex has a chat with Nathan Martin, and he's watching kids as Dexter pulls up. Yeah. And dude, Dex is like, I saw you at the beach yesterday, you beach, with your <laughs> beachy camera. And I love that while Martin is giving this, like, once, I made a horrible mistake once. I learned my lesson. Every time he ends a sentence, he, like, glances at that arcade where those other girls are. I know. And I'm like, dude, can you just, can you just try for, like, Seriously? a conversation. Right? Like, he is just so not even, he's not subtle. It's uh, the Louis C.K. bit where he was on SNL talking about how much child molesters love molesting child. <laughs> I just don't, it's such a, just stop, have a conversation. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to coach this guy into being a better pedophile, but just, Jesus <laughs> Christ, awful at it. And Dex leaves being like, we can't help who we are, giving him kind of a hint. Later that night, Dexter stops by Nathan Martin's house, and Dex is unsure what to do, because this guy sucks. Well, let's let's use a different term. Nathan is awful, (laughs) but he's no murderer, so what the fuck? Yeah, he doesn't fit Dexter's code. Yeah. When we get back to Dexter's apartment, he pulls up Tegan's info, and he gets a call from Miguel, which he ignores, citing, if I take care of one, I take care of the other. Cut to the morning, Dexter's posting flyers of Tegan. Yeah, there smart. we go. With her full name, 
call the police if you see this lady. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Deb and Dex have breakfast where Deb brings a onesie <gasps> and is like, name your baby after me. It's so cute. I love that onesie. <laughs> it's a really good one. Dex isn't sure if he's going to stick around for a father and he gets the beating he deserves by yes. Deb, who just keeps punching him until some sense comes in it's so good well and you could tell it hurts too because normally dexter especially when he's around his family members he's reserved and yeah there he was like ow fuck Ah. off ow and deb is like this isn't about you so get your shit together and starts giving him that speech about how great of a father you're going to be and mid-speech sees tegan's poster gives him a kiss basically and bails yeah good good for everybody very good Back at the precinct, the police are getting caught up. Freebo has an alibi. He may not be the one skinning people. Let's keep on it. And Masuka sees that Quinn threw away the magazine. So that is an insult to Masuka and his people. Wait, who are his people? Okay, so the joke is little scientists. But I do kind of want to see a Muppet Babies uh, prequel with the Dexter precinct people. And you have like a little, like little scientists. And it's Dex and... Masuka in the back, and they're like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Quinn is like one of those babies with like a big like gold chain, and he's like a tan baby. He's he's like Boss Baby, right? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Precinct babies. We make your dreams come true. <laughs> Dex leaving the parking lot. Deb is like, that was some crazy lucky shit. And Dex is like, you make your own luck, which yeah. doesn't work for me. Because all I think of, fuck, this is an office-heavy episode, is when Dwight quotes, you make your own luck, Billy Zane, Titanic. And I was like, did did Dex not give credit to Jameson Cameron? Ridiculous. But yeah, Dex calls Miguel, and he's like, guess what? And Miguel's like, fuck you, we need to talk. So they meet up under a bridge. Is this the same bridge that Lila was at last season? It absolutely looked like it okay. it was at least it gotta it's gotta be the same location at least sure but like they can say it's a different bridge but yeah so they get, get to the bridge and miguel doesn't know how dex got the police off and he's impressed and even when dex is like it's not me yeah you can see through that bullshit yeah. he's like you've always got your guard up with me i appreciate that you're cautious but relax about it i have a gift for you I bring a mighty gift. Ooh. And he gives Dex his Freebo shirt. Holy shit. And Dexter's just asking why, why? Like, totally shocked by the amount of trust that Miguel is showing in Dexter. And yeah, Miguel wants trust between them. Yeah. And he's like, I like uh, working with you. you know? And he's like, you've got so much fucking potential. Sometimes... I think you're the only one who doesn't see that. If that isn't the gist for every single person, in a nutshell. Right? It, oh, very good. Like, you need people who trust in you. And it's just, it's it's really nice to see that Dexter's getting that. Well, from, this, this whole episode, nice man. this whole episode, Dexter's like, I'm garbage. I'm not good at things. And everyone in his circle is like, you're going to be a great dad. We could be best friends. Take yes. my blood shirt. You're great dad. <laughs> You know? Yes. Yeah, and it's nice that he surrounded himself with this structure because he clearly has no self-esteem, and it's good. Come on, buddy. Yeah, so we, we catch up with Deb showing up at Anton's club to apologize. Yeah. And they do, and Anton wrote her a song. And yeah. And it's Spanish for a skinny mean bitch. And <laughs> guess what? 
dab dab dances anyway. She has a good time. Yeah. Dancing to the mean song. And I love it. I love that self-reflection and I love how like like the way that she apologizes and the way that he apologizes too. Like yeah. it's and there's there's a I sense a little chemistry. Oh, also, Deb's hair at the club looks so good. It's like it's like a little bit wavy and like crimpy. It's I really like it. It's well, really cute. And again, it shows that she she might be trying to have a bit of a life outside of work. She didn't even bring her handcuffs this time. She didn't bring her handcuffs. She didn't bring her best friend the treadmill. That's true. She it, it just her and her cute hair. Good for her. Good for Deb. I wonder if she texted Lundy. Anyway, <laughs> Dex, well, he wouldn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, right? Does oh he? God. No. Oh, no. He still sends letters through Alpost. <laughs> he's so old. Dex gets a call while he's driving, and it's Rita. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I got work stuff, but I can stop by later. And she's like, will you pick up milk? Please. I don't know why I'm acting like she's annoyed. She's wonderful. She's, she's like, an could angel. you please, while I gestate this life inside of me, could you just pick up some milk for yeah. me, please? Yeah. And Dex is like, sure. So he breaks into Martin's house right as Martin is looking at the Astro photos. Oh, that's perfect. My God. Yeah. Ooh, and you see that, like, it really looked like Dexter was still kind of figuring out what exactly he was going to do until he saw the pictures. Yeah. Oh, and you see that that change, yeah. sudden darkness, and just that like, oh hell no. Keeping to the lion motif, you have you have Simba Mufasa. That's right. And then you have the Lion King Mufasa. Uh-huh. Yes. That is right. Is that a challenge? <laughs> tempa, tempa. But yeah, you don't mess with Dexter's cubs. And Dex chokes him out, and he's like, "I'm not like you." And the, I think my the best line of the episode: "Nobody hurts my children." Boom! That is the second time that he called Aster and Cody his kids in this episode. <laughs> I love it so he's much. He's doing it. He's learning to love. He's doing it. Yeah, and as he drags Martin past the fridge, he remembers milk. Which is good. And again, I like this. It's a ped- it's a pedophile. We understand who he is. Yes. So I don't feel like it's as necessary. I don't want to hear what he has to say. No. So we skip the kill room, goes to Rita's, and Dex shows up with the milk, and he sends all of his positive intentions to the baby. He's on board. Do you know how they have the uh, the baby on board? Yes. Dexter on board. Yeah, we, we have one Dexter on board. And it's, just, it's, it's like on a car, we have this family stickers. Yeah. And yes. da- dad has a knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the little baby has a knife, too. Little baby has a knife. <laughs> yeah. And then Cody's so just waving. Know. Cody's waving. Astro's waving. Rita's waving. The other ones have <laughs> knives. But yeah, oh, my no, God. It was, a, it was a good... Yeah, it got Dexter to kind of catch up to the pregnancy. Yes. It let the police catch up to reality yes and, stop yeah. stop chasing after freebo let freebo go we pushed the miguel dexter friendship a little further i really yeah. like this one it this i i understand how this would be considered a little bit more of a filler episode but this episode really laid down so many essential character development and yeah. and relationship progress <laughs> you well, know for everyone involved that's what yeah. I think that's what filler episodes are there for. They're there to, oh, sure. to fill in the gaps. And yeah. when you don't put filler episodes in, 
you get the last season of Game of Thrones where <sighs> you don't understand anybody's motivation. There it is. So, yeah. I, yes. Again, it, Dexter needed two episodes to process having a kid. In the way that I didn't at the beginning tr- trust Miguel trusting Dexter about Freebo having not seen the body. Yes, it's essential. You, you do need this time to get used to our characters and feel out their relationships. Yeah. It's really good. Ah, I'm super enjoying myself. I yeah. love Miguel. He's just, he's so passionate, but he's like a realistic passionate. Yeah. And I feel like Lila was too eccentric. Yeah. Like, like I mean, there are definitely people out there that are like Lila as well. Sure. But I don't know. I feel like there's something more with Miguel that I relate to a little bit more. Oh, like, for sure. I feel like I can like genuinely hold a conversation with him. Have a beer. Yes. I would. Oh. I want to have a beer with Miguel. That does sound nice. And talk about our daddy issues and and bond like men. But yeah, fabulous episode. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you would like to contact us, our email address is tilldeathdoeswatch at gmail.com. You can also reach us on all the socials. If you'd like to stop in and say hi, that'd be super cool. Um, But until then, we will chat with you the next day. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Snap, 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 snap.